0: hello welcome to science factual prepare yourself for factual download sequence commencing track you just heard is called anyone who knows what love is from the 1968 album take a look by the wonderfully talented irma thomas and for those of you with a keen ear you'll recognize that song from the running motif featured in the topic of this week's episode the dark and poignant series black mirror hi there folks i'm your host Rhys hendrick and welcome to science factual the show that dives into the facts behind your favorite science fiction I've been looking forward to this week's episode because we're taking a look into the Black Mirror series with guest comedian Josh Trio. We met up to discuss our favorite episodes over some coffee and breakfast at My Father's Place in Southeast Portland before the Father's Favorites Comedy Showcase. By the way, My Father's Place is a totally rad spot that you should definitely check out, but don't just take my word for it.
1: Folks, this is Michael Phelps, host of Father's Favorites and the Comedy Open Mic at my father's place, conveniently located at 523 Southeast Grand Avenue in Portland, Oregon. Mic signups are Fridays at 8 30 p.m. Come on by for some awesome breakfast food, great drinks, and the best comedians Portland and the Pacific Northwest has to offer. In the meantime, make sure you follow Science Factual on the socials. That's at Science Factual Pod, as well as Shady Pines Radio for amazing content 24 hours a day, 8 days a week. Download the app today wherever you procure your apps.
0: Thanks, Michael check out his instagram that's at mj phelps for more info on the mics and upcoming shows he's on as well as performances by his band the quality right here in portland oregon the track from that bumper was a segment from their breakout song wasted grace so make sure you catch him around town right about now is a good time for a major spoiler alert spoiler alert If you haven't seen Black Mirror, or if you're like my wife and is coming around to it after having only seen the first episode, do yourself a favor and pause this episode now before continuing. I'll be getting into some pretty heavy themes and details about specific episodes, so consider yourself officially spoiled by this alert. For the rest of us who are fucked up enough to genuinely enjoy Black Mirror, check out this overview and theory regarding the Black Mirror universe. Black Mirror is a British anthology television series created by Charlie Brooker. Individual episodes explore a diversity of genres, but most are set in near-future dystopias with science fiction technology, a type of speculative fiction. The series is based on The Twilight Zone and uses technology to comment on contemporary social issues. Most episodes are written by Brooker, with heavy involvement by the executive producer Annabelle Jones. There are 22 episodes across five series and one special in addition to the interactive film Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which was released in 2018. The first two series aired on the British network Channel 4 in 2011 and 2013, as did the 2014 special White Christmas. The program then moved to Netflix, where three further series aired in 2016, 2017, and 2019, respectively. A sixth series on Netflix has been greenlit and is in active production as of July of this year. Or it might be on hold, you never know nowadays. Two related webisode series were produced by Netflix and a companion book to the first four series, Inside Black Mirror, was published in 2018. Soundtracks to many episodes have been released as albums as well. The series has received critical acclaim and is considered by many reviewers to be one of the best television series of the 2010s. With San Junipero, USS Callister, and Bandersnatch, the program won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Television Movie three times consecutively. However, some critics consider the morality of the series obvious or cite declining quality over time. Black Mirror, along with American Horror Story, have been credited with repopularizing the anthology television format, and a number of episodes have been seen by reviewers as prescient. Show creator Charlie Brooker was previously known as a comedy writer. He wrote video game reviews for PC Zone in the late 1990s and began writing television reviews for The Guardian and Making Television series in the 2000s. Brooker had completed production of Dead Set in 2008, a zombie-based drama series, and while working on Newswipe and other programs, decided to make an anthology drama series. It was modeled on the style of The Twilight Zone, which ran from 1959 to 1964. And not to give too much of a spoiler alert, but we're going to reference The Twilight Zone once more in this episode, so keep your ears peeled. The series was also modeled off of The Tales of the Unexpected, which ran from 1979 to 1988, and Hammer House of Horror from 1980. Brooker recognized that Rod Serling had based The Twilight Zone on contemporary issues, often controversial ones such as racism, but place them in a fictional setting to get around television censors at the time. Booker realized he can commentate similarly on modern issues, specifically focusing on technology, a topic he explored in producing the series How TV Ruined Your Life in 2011. He aimed to explore the way we might be living in 10 minutes' time. Quote unquote Brooker wanted to keep the anthology approach using new stories, settings, characters, and actors for each episode as he felt this was a key element of enjoying series like the Twilight Zone. By the way, that's not the reference that I mentioned earlier. This approach would allow Black Mirror to contrast with current dramas and serials that had a standard recurring cast. According to Brooker, the production team considered giving the series a linking theme or presenter but ultimately decided not to. Good call. Okay, let's really get into things with a theory laid out in an article on ScreenRant.com regarding the technology and overarching themes explored in Black Mirror. According to one convincing theory, every episode of Charlie Brooker's dystopian Netflix program Black Mirror may share one universe that details technology's destruction of humanity. The theory suggests that each episode occurs during a specific moment in time, including the present, the future, and the very distant future to highlight this point. Brooker commented on the matter in 2019 and confirmed that every episode is contained within one universe to do exactly what the theory proposes, but their time periods are relatively undefined. The series premiered in 2011 with Season 1, Episode 1, The National Anthem, which tells the story of a politician who is forced to have intercourse with a pig on national television. It was a shocking episode to introduce viewers to the series, but it got their attention nonetheless, that's for sure. As it progressed, it introduced more complex technology, such as the technology used in Season 1, Episode 3, The Entire History of You, which allows people to rewatch their memories. By the end of Season 1, Black Mirror established that its focus was the impact of the advances of technology on human morality, decision-making, and political processes. While Season 6 has been postponed for the time being, Black Mirror's available episodes feature either new technologies or advancements made on previously introduced pieces of equipment. For example, the theory suggests that the augmented reality (AR) system used in The Entire History of You advanced over the years and reappeared in season 2 episode 4's white christmas there is no definitive year that each installment takes place but conclusively they do exist in the same timeline in a shared universe at the core of the fan theory it proposes that black mirror's true purpose is to outline the ways in which technology will lead to the downfall of humanity and ultimately destroy it this is not too far-fetched considering the fact that as the technology in the series advances the more disturbing and unsettling each episode becomes While there are brief glimpses of hope in how technological advancements can benefit people, such as Season 3, Episode Four's San Junipero and Season 4, Episode 4, Hang the DJ, Black Mirror is primarily composed of a bleak outlook on the control technology has over the human race. The technology outlines an intricate timeline that moves episodes around in order to make sense of the particulars of each piece of technology. Season 1 episode 2's 15 million merits is theorized as taking place in the year 2100, whereas San Junipero is supposedly set anywhere from 2027 to 2028. It seems highly improbable that equipment used to transfer people's energies into a cloud-type system will exist in the next five years, but a merit-based currency program within the next hundred doesn't seem too far-fetched. The timeline is messy and unlikely, especially when more episodes of Black Mirror are introduced as well as the choose-your-own-adventure movie Bandersnatch. Currently, the theory has not been updated since 2017 and does not include Season 4, Season 5, or Bandersnatch in that general universe theory. Unless you count in Bandersnatch the symbology seen in the episode White Bear, there's certainly a connection between the two. Not directly, just in reference. Speaking of Bandersnatch, if you're looking for something to do, definitely check out the interactive special, which is still available on Netflix. It's a... fun time? Alrighty, here's some info on the many actors featured throughout the series. Black Mirror has featured some major actors, including Bryce Dallas Howard, Kristen Milioti, Daniel Kaluuya, Anthony Mackie, Jesse Plemons... Letitia Wright, who was nominated for the 2018 Emmy Award in the Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series or Movie category for her role as Nish in Black Mirror's Black Museum, which aired in 2017, but lost to Merritt Weaver from Godless. We also have Domhnall Gleeson, who was in Ex Machina, covered that with Hunter Austin for episode 13. Check that out in the archives. Uh, We also have Jerome Flynn, that's Brawn of the Blackwater, Miley Cyrus, and John Hamm, to name a few. In Netflix's War Machine featurette, Brad Pitt said he would do an episode of Black Mirror if there was one Netflix show he could be on. Other actors featured include Hannah John Kamen, Faye Marseille, Donald Sumter, Oong Chaplin, Tobias Menzies, Natalia Tana, Francis McGee, and the aforementioned Jerome Flynn, all of whom had recurring roles on the Game of Thrones series. The song Anyone Who Knows What Love Is by Irma Thomas that you heard at the top of the episode is sung by one character in each season so far. First up we have Season 1 Episode 2's 15 Million Merits, that's the first iteration, in Season 2 Episode Four's White Christmas, Season 3 Episode 5's Men Against Fire, Season 4 Episode Three's Crocodile, and Season 5, Episode 3's Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2. The series has certainly garnered critical acclaim, but as we know, there is no rating more important than the almighty Rotten Tomatoes ranking. On Rotten Tomatoes, the first series received a 98% rating, the second received an 87% rating, the White Christmas Special received an 89% rating as a standalone, Series 3 received an 86%, Series 4 received an 85%, Bandersnatch holds at 73%, and Series 5 has a rating of 68%. You know, I actually agree with all of those assessments. Good job, Internet. This next segment is a clip of show creator Charlie Brooker discussing the special episode White Christmas, which is definitely one of my favorites for more reasons than just heavily featuring John Hamm.
2: Generally speaking, I think... A lot of shows, most shows, exist to reassure people, and I kind of wanted to do something that that was that would actively unsettle people because um, I kind of felt that was that was missing. <laughs> I would describe Black Mirror as like a box of dark chocolates, so uh, it's an assortment. You never know quite what you're going to get from from one episode to, to the next, but you know it's going to be dark chocolate. It's a worried show. It's a show that's worried about uh, today. Even though it's often set in kind of near futures or sort of allegorical futures, it's really always about now and what's going on now. I kind of felt that there were. There's a lot of drama, most dramas tend to be kind of human interest dramas about relationships or you know people overcoming great odds or crime dramas and this, that and the other. And I kind of felt like there weren't many things that were talking about the way the world's changed in the last sort of 10 years and just everyday life has changed from just you walking around and experiencing the world to staring at a rectangle like that. Mm-hmm. There's been things where, while writing it, it's been like, oh, God, now I'm going to have to slightly alter it so no one thinks that I'm just trying to do that. In the first series, there's an episode where people are pedalling on bikes to generate power. I think they're just, they're just powering the screens that are keeping them dumb in that episode. But, but then somebody sent me a link to a, was, was something similar going on in a Brazilian prison, where prisoners were pedalling to generate electricity and being rewarded with sweets or something. Um, no one has blackmailed a prime minister into having sex with a pig yet. It's a little bit worrying how close some of them seem to to reality. I hope nothing in this Christmas one comes true because it's flipping horrible. You look at the Twilight Zone; it's all talking about communism, psychology, space travel, all these things which were contemporary concerns at the time. And um, and that was that was that that's kind of how that informed that side of Black Mirror, the sort of technological focus um, or, or backdrop to a lot of the stories. But having said that, not all our stories are really t- like the National Anthem isn't mm-hmm. a particularly technological story. It's just about a lack of perceived control in today's world. Another thing that I like about um, those shows, The Twilight Zone. Night Gallery was another one that Rod Serling did. Hammer House of Horror Tales of the Unexpected is that quite often they would end on a devastating note like it, was, like it was horrible things would happen to people. Um, and cruel punishments were meted out to the character you just followed for half an hour. So there's like an episode of The Twilight Zone where Burgess Meredith is the last guy left on Earth after a nuclear war and he's a bookworm and, the only, and, and he's gonna kill himself because everyone else is dead. And then he sees a library and he realizes that, oh well at least I can read uninterrupted for the first time in my life. I can just read all these books, all these great works of fiction I've never had time to read. And he piles up all these books, and he's got something to live for at last. He reaches over to grab the first one, his glasses fall off and smash on the floor, and he's left literally on his knees weeping at the end of the episode. And I thought, that's the sort of thing that should be happening more often on television. The villain is never technology, and I I always find it really quite boring. If I'm watching a a sci-fi film and there's like the evil genius is going to, ha, 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 I'm going to launch this uh, thing, it's going to enslave everyone, you know, it's like I can't really relate to that. But I can relate to a guy who gets obsessed with a gadget and then it gradually ruins his life. So it's more worried than it is attempting to warn anyone. I I don't know, you know, I hope none of the stuff comes true, although... A lot of it seems quite close to coming true. Like two seconds after hitting the end, it seems to start unfolding in reality, which is quite a terrifying idea for an episode in itself.
0: Coming up next, we have a great interview with Portland comedian Josh Trio. We compared and contrasted In the Bathroom at MFP. And then we sat down and talked about our favorite Black Mirror episodes over some breakfast for dinner. There are worse things, Josh, than being popular with the boys down by the docks.
1: It's true. It's true. It's really, uh, it's helped out a lot.
0: Sure. Pulling crowds in,
1: you know, yeah. to mics and just shows around.
0: Bring your shows. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Totally. Why you make some decisions?
0: Yeah, uh, a cup of coffee for the gentleman. Okay. Yes, please. Do you have any alcoholic food? I'm
1: a good soda,
0: though. I'll, whatever IPA that isn't too hopsy.
1: Okay, I got
0: you. Uh, thank you. I am sat here with Josh Trio at my father's place. We're here to talk about Black Mirror. That's right. Which I'm super stoked on, dude. Thank you for recommending it because it is one of my favorite shows of all time.
1: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk about. It. We uh, we were so excited for it when it came out. Yeah, like it was just we didn't have anything like that. At least me and my friends, we didn't have a show that was meeting that need. And then that came out, and we were like, Ah, yes. And first, three episodes. That was the other cool thing. That was like a start of like, here's a series, but you're only going to get
0: like well, a few hours at a time. Dude, Because the first episode is the national anthem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with the and, prime and minister. The, what we're going to go over, folks, is we're going to talk about per season, our favorite episodes, and then a runner-up per season, like a second favorite. So we'll see you know, what kind of overlap we have and for what reasons we like each oh, episode. Sure. But uh, before we get into that, Josh, what's your Instagram?
1: oh that's uh at tree oh no
0: a tree like it's spelled oh no like it sounds that's right yeah yeah, yeah.
1: tree like a tree <laughs> yep.
0: yep well and you're a big fella and i heard your sister's a big fella too
1: hey now that's uh
0: that's well that is Those your, that's your material that's true. yeah oh, watch yeah. out okay. i can call her that you that, can't oh, that's yeah. true <laughs> I even well i'm told t- i'm not part of the <laughs> clan i can't she'd love it okay. yep. yeah yeah <laughs> hey my wife's here all right it's true. Everybody, my, my, my beautiful wife Amanda sat here with us, very much looking at interesting things on the internet. It's necessary.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you yeah. got
0: to pass the time somehow with me. Or, I mean, I get it. So, what was your first exposure to science fiction?
1: First exposure was probably uh, my aunt would like force us down <laughs> in the living room to watch. Okay. Twilight Zone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, That's good. It started okay. off strong. Now. Yep. Sure She'll did. Be like, you guys,
0: we're, this is what we're doing. You're not allowed to do anything else. Put okay. away the
1: Pokemon cards. You're watching this.
0: Well, if and you're being forced to watch one thing, I suppose Twilight Zone is pretty good.
1: It's touch and go at first. Like we weren't totally into it. And then uh, after the weirdness from that first episode that you see, you're like, oh, this is what it is. You kind of like get the idea, and you're like, oh, this is actually really fun.
0: Yeah, I also like Sterling at the end of each episode, he comes in, he's like, with a cigarette in his lounge chair, he's like, well, that was this episode. Oh. And then next week, we have another fucked up tale for you yep. enjoy, you heathens, and, like, he just, like, signs off, it's fucking amazing. His sign-off, <laughs> yeah, at least, it's like, as a,
1: as a kid, that added that, like, realness to it, that level of, like, yep, this happened just around the corner, and I was right. just telling you this local news story, <laughs> basically. Yeah,
0: because we all grew up, we all grew up in Pleasantville.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Uh, <laughs>
1: yep, yep. And it was a weird thing, because, I mean, it's the only thing we were watching in black and white. But sure.
0: uh yeah, it still had that. You didn't watch Nick at Night? Like uh, like the, um, not the Dick Van Dyke show. Well, well I, I guess, guess
1: we did like, do I Dream of Jeannie, but even sure. those, I feel like, in color by the time we saw them. I might be wrong on that, though.
0: Mayhaps. I'm sure there were several, several iterations, of which there was certainly one black and white, I, I would sure, assume. Sure. Yeah. So, w- how did you first hear about Black Mirror? Like, was it like a through Netflix blog kind of thing? Because I, I guess it had been out for a bit, or at least I, like, saw the promo, but didn't really pay attention to it.
1: Burger time. Yeah, of Awesome.
0: Burger time. Hey, there it is. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: My friend the group was super into, like, just incoming media and stuff. Sure. And so as soon as, uh, I don't know, we probably found out a couple months before it came out that it was coming out, like, on the announcement stuff. Okay. And we are like, all right. Because it was, let's, like, ten uh, years ago. Let's get
0: excited about it. Yeah, it was yeah. a little over ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're they're coming out with season six. Are they now? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know there was there's right. Yep. There's a season six that is in the works. Well, uh... let's
1: no, <laughs> <laughs>
0: pause for comedic effect. Am I right? This is my wife's really the she's the funny one actually in the family. I don't know if you have ever heard. I didn't her know material you used props voice. on this yeah, podcast. It's, yeah, it's very Gallagher-esque.
1: Uh...
3: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. It's very going effective.
0: On. Yeah, it's been greenlit for season six. It's got like some pretty big stuff charlie booker's coming back to do it just like everything british you know like they they seem smarter than us but you know i I really appreciate the way that episodes do speak to like the nature of our relationship with technology and each other and how that's, you know, exacerbated certain things and how I think it unlocks different levels of the worst parts of us.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was thinking, uh, I was even jotting it down on the way here, it was like, uh, for like technology has cast such a, a long shadow, you know? Like, sure. for every good thing that we can do, we can do a dozen terrible
0: things. We do a dozen terrible not, <laughs> exactly. we do, yeah. We absolutely we do a dozen terrible yeah. things, yeah. And, and I think that ratio is what's going to prevent us from getting to that next level. Like, we, we're not even, it's like... Atlantic. Awesome, thank you. It's a country breakfast. Heck yeah! And if you you want hash browns, right, you can dig into this too. This is a lot. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle all of that. I'll stick to the yeah. I'll stick to my coffee for now. Which, thank you again. (laughs) Biscuits and gravy.
1: No, that's what I. That's what I love about those kinds of shows. And uh, Twilight Zone before it, we're just like it's good to have like some level of those cautionary tales. Sure. Out there, just (laughs) if nothing else, it's nice to know that other people are like. Looking down the road and being like, oh, this could get really bad. <laughs> Some of these aspects, not so good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've been doing that for a long time, though. Mm-hmm. That was actually really interesting on the rewatch, because I, I just rewatched it recently in the, in the last week or so. I was like, wow, this is... What's really changed like in the positive ago, over the last 10, yeah. Super topical. Super just like, yeah, it still has that same level of like, this could happen.
0: This yeah. is great, thank you. Thank you. Always the best breakfast foods at my father's place, folks. Come on down here. 523 Southeast Grand. To
1: be honest, I don't know how you stayed away from the chicken fried steak. It Mm. is the best I've had
0: here. Mm. And by here, the city. Like, I love it so much. Did I nail that address from memory? I did.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) So, Josh, let's really get into the hash browns and gravy. The nuts and bolts, the meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. I want to know. We're gonna do it per season. What is your favorite episode and why? And we're gonna trade off because I want to hear your favorite and then a runner-up. And Perfect. if it was close, why? You know, why'd you choose one over the other? Because I, I had some closeies. Like season three was difficult because Shut Up and Dance. I don't. I'm not gonna jump ahead, but Shut Up and Dance is the best episode of the entire season because it is so dark and demented. Yeah, it's so fucked up. I love it.
1: Yep. Yep. Oh, man. It makes oh, me we'll
0: get... clear my browser history every... Not, not, oh. not for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, sure. <up>. But, no. <laughs> yeah, but just in general. It, yeah, it's no. like,
1: oh. Season one's really tough, because I feel like season one was the prime parts of the show. Seasons one and two and three were really, really on point. For me, season one, I'm going to say probably Million Merits... Okay. Is my favorite there. Just because on the rewatch, oh my, that one uh <laughs> it's devastating. Is it is, it is. It's devastating to see how much of that shoe we have filled in mm. the ten years that has gone on. Mm. That's yeah, it's nuts. And then also, like now that I live uh downtown, you know, studio apartment, that's pretty much part for the course. Mm-hmm.
0: And then you just see them in the boxes,
1: and I'm like, "Oh, oh, this is too close to home." No, well, no, no.
0: First off, the Irma well Thomas track—it's beautiful, and I love that it's a motif throughout the seasons. Yes, absolutely. That and the on on its face nature of desperation, and like, if you're given a way out that's satisfactory enough, you'll take it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, you'll you'll subvert your morals and scruples
1: right so much
0: so many things like, of the of oh yeah there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot going on in just that episode like, oh I mean, yeah integrity yeah. for sure it
1: brings all that to the to the forefront of like oh if you're able to do anything would you really do anything to get what it was crocodile yeah that's oh. it mean, yeah that's it <laughs> crocodile is wonderful too because that one does the uh the show from like before the technology to
0: now we have it so right Yep, yep, that one's a that one's well. The, tri- te- the technology and it's it's so feasible, <laughs> like it's just almost there, and like we're almost there already. I feel like within yep. the next 10, 15 years, we might start seeing. We're already seeing telephoto contact lenses. Yeah, like we're we're gonna start seeing grains and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, and, yep. I, I think it's because Neuralink is something that's already being worked on. Oh yeah. So
1: that's why my uh, my runner up for that season is one hundred percent entire history of
0: you. Yeah. That one, okay. oh man. So 15 million merits and then the entire history of you. Yep, yep. I, I like the entire history of you. For me, the, the number one is, is National Anthem, but that's just because I'm a... It's,
1: pretty proli- it's prolific. I'm a Pro- sick boy. I can't think of
0: this series without thinking of that episode. You can't.
1: Yeah. That's why she won't watch it. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Totally fair. Because it goes far,
0: that episode. Dude, <laughs> as far it's, as the scenes. Uh, <laughs> it, it is like the <laughs> most intense sequence of events. <laughs> and then the the final devastation of like you see them you know like okay well he's still prime minister you know like he's out doing stuff he's you know f- trotting along playing football with you know school children or whatever <laughs> but then when they get home the wife just is like Fuck you. Like, it was, yeah, it, it's a really devastating episode. Oh, yeah. And it sets the tone for the entire
1: Exactly, series. It mm-hmm. just lets you know right there. Pretty much as soon as you see the girl, you're like, this is
0: not going to be a series of happy tales. No. <laughs> no, no, certainly not. Uh, okay, so season two. Yeah. Numero uno. What, what's your number one in season two? So
1: season two, oh, it's either Be Right Back or White Christmas. Those are my two for that one. But uh, I would say Be Right Back. You're probably right my favorite. Just because okay. it's so human and what it's in the story that it's relaying. Yeah. Especially the That's end. That's the one with Donald Oh Gleason. my gosh. What a, what a what an ending to that episode.
0: Is that his name, right? That is his name. Is it Gleason? Don Hold of Gleeson? Is it right? a red-haired
1: actor guy? Is mm-hmm. that who we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Dorky, lovable kind of guy. I, I realized in that episode they spend about a full third, full third of that setting up how likable their character relationship is right it's all for the payoff at the end where she has to make the choice mm-hmm. oh man that one uh that one's fantastic and then to show you that uh we're doing spoilers right
0: oh yeah spoiler yeah, alert yeah, yeah. has been yeah, <laughs> okay, this is only like 10 years old so
1: right. well hey not everybody it. can see everything so <laughs> in 10 years yeah it's true it's true well you missed this one no whenever she decides uh that he has to stay like she's like this isn't fair. She's just, like, is screaming on the clifftops. And then you see that she's had a child. Mm. And you realize the, like, writing of it is that it m- went a, li- a little more deeper than, ma- than it kind of gave you on the surface. Because, like, on the surface, it's just this, like, replica person doll. Right. And then, oh, of course, why wouldn't it be able to, like, replicate its DNA kind of thing? It seems like a feasible stretch, but just to show you at the end sure. to be like, give him a birthday. like it. Oh. It was the furthest technological stretch for me that one yeah it is hard to it is hard to be like like, uploading consciousness
0: San junipero like that kind of stuff like okay i think i get it you know what i mean like we're almost there with unreal engine and like second life and like as soon as we link up the brain to the internet like we're we're gonna be there Mm. all right for me it was season two white christmas oh yeah number one yeah for sure John Ham is one of my, he's in my top five. I get a pass. That's that's canon now. Excellent. I get a, get a pass from her <laughs> on John Ham for sure. Why he ends up there, what he's trying to do and successfully does, and then the consequence when you're like blocked, permanently blocked, but you're red.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So everybody
0: knows you're a fucking weirdo. Mm hmm. That one's fucked up. Yep,
1: and that's that reveal that they're like, "Oh yeah, you're blocked," and you assume it's the same block that they had shown throughout the entire episode. And then it's like, "No, no, no, you have a special block." Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: There's like a like double secret probation lock.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But no, the story
1: in that episode is constructed, I think, incredibly well. It's. I so love the way they reveal his background, and it becomes more clear what he's trying to. Do.
3: Oh,
0: that's a great story. White bear as well. I like that one. Oh, like That's one. my that's my backup. Yeah, okay. oh. yeah, because it is also terribly fucked up. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of like the game show in The Running Man, hmm. which is a Schwarzenegger movie where like ordinary citizens enter this contest to like oh, right. gain higher status. I think it's largely gaining freedom. All right, season three, because this this was a toughie for me. I ranked them the way I did for a reason. So for season three, my favorite is going to be San Junipero
1: that God, one. You are a bleeding heart. I love it. You are, a ro- you are a romantic. It's the, yeah, I mean, that's what connects me to those stories, because just science fiction in and of itself is lost, if it's just the science fiction. Like, it's the, interper- okay. it's the effect that it has on interpersonal connection.
0: Mm. Well, San Junipero definitely uh, yeah. touches that. For oh, I yeah, mean, exactly. it, it, that is the epitome of that story,
1: yeah. Yeah, I also love this idea that something would be available after a certain time. And it won't always be convenient for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we probably will get to a point where like something really substantial happens, and it's like, oh, you just missed it. Sorry, forty and under, or oh, sorry, it's this, it's right.
0: that. Yeah, I, I think it's technological for, advancement, and you might For not us, it's going to be to social security. Oh. we're we're, we're <laughs> going to be like in line to get our social security checks, and they're going to be like. <laughs> Yeah, so, actually, we used that to um, invade... I know Yugoslavia is not a place anymore, but we used your Social Security particularly to invade Yugoslavia <laughs> again.
1: I'm sure you guys checked your emails. We sent something out. Uh, yeah. We said we were going to cut it off after six more. Right. Did, did, did you not get that? Oh, they, oh, sorry, guys. Did it
0: end up in your... You, you didn't check your junk folder. Check your spam Yeah, you check
1: yep, your spam folder. Time.
3: Mm, mm.
1: Yeah, something like that. You we'll to- could totally see it happen. Love the idea. And then, of course, it's also like playing with the idea that Basically, we've had since the
0: internet, and I'm sure before, of just like,
1: could technology offer us some kind of immortality? Well, honey, what was that that
0: show you were watching where the guy ends up in the upload? Upload? Yeah, Yeah, that's it's kind of the same thing. Altered Carbon has that kind of like (laughs) thing going on too with technology-wise. This isn't a paid segment by Elon Musk, but Neuralink. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I mean, I would I'd put my leg in the race. I guess that's
1: fair. That's fair. My aunt, she got me into Twilight Zone and started all this. uh, Mm -hmm. She would always tell us, she was like, whatever you do, don't let them put a chip in your head. Oh, no. (laughs) And I was
0: like, oh, okay. But, you know. They don't put chips in the vaccines, folks, I swear to God, no (laughs) matter what Josh
3: says.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. She meant, like... We do try to keep it factual. The science factual (laughs) part is very important. Factual. All right, so, yeah, I, um... What's your backup? Your your hmm. your runner up in, in season three.
1: Ooh. So that one I'm gonna say that one was maybe nosedive. Okay. Nosedive mm-hmm. was nice. And yeah, the, and mainly the oh, you, the big payoff was the, oh, it is the, a, the it last is a big few payoff. minutes of the episode. That one's uh, kinda fun.
0: You can kind of feel yourself relieve tension yes. as that scene unveils and it's yeah, some of the shots they use, and uh, the frame, like,
1: it is very tense. I, yeah. I was even um, hastily trying to watch it, so I did, on this rewatch, like, kind of move through it, and I was just like, ah. Oh. That was, the, this, like, <coughs> a that was the
0: social minutes, ranking so
3: one. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that one wasn't as scary. Yeah, and I do like So is it safe to those. say, honey, that you liked an episode of Black Mirror?
3: Yeah.
0: You heard it here, folks. It's for everybody. I'm gonna to have to increase the volume on that. Yeah, but it did happen. Brimming with enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very enthusiastic. For me, it was "Shut Up and Dance." Yes. Because that is the ultimate episode for me in fucked upness. I will say, I watched it entirely through, skipping no parts. No, you. That <laughs> was like you oh, sh- as you shouldn't. I remember you should this. Never one. skip Uh-oh. parts on that episode. Every every point is important. And it has Sir Braun of the Blackwater from Game of Thrones. Yes,
1: it does. Yes, it sure does. That's right. He's uh, helping him out
0: on the bank heist. Well, helping him is a strong <laughs> yeah. word. But yeah. <laughs> out of the He's, goodness in, of his he's heart. involved yeah. in the bank heist. <laughs> he's definitely involved. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. And I, I had such a hard time. I was like, why again? Wasn't he the one robbing the bank? And then they, they set it up just perfectly in the episode. Oh, yeah. No, it was <laughs> it was fantastic.
0: Wanted... And then the, the trolling at the end. Oh, yes. Is... Yeah, that is, that to me, I was like, yep, that's exactly what I would expect, because I would have foregone all of the initial shit, and if I'd have been like, yeah, you provided me proof, obviously you have it, you're gonna do something with it, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna bite the bullet now, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and I think folks, uh, uh, clear your browser history by the way. Next time, next time you go home, because you never know, you might get <laughs> hit by a bus or something, and then when your you know your parents are looking through your computer and they see you know Brazilian fart porn or whatever. Which that's is true. fine.
1: Do it for my No, dad. I'm not trying
0: to yuck anybody's yum. Brazilian fart porn all day, I'm here for it. I stan uh, BFP, but like.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't afford bus insurance, you can't afford health insurance, it's right. 2022. What so is bus insurance? Be sure to clear your browser history. What's bus insurance? Um. Well, that's a, it's a It's a service that of statewide offers. Um no, it's specifically no. here in Portland. No, but it is, this is an
0: interview, not a sit- It no. is just so that you now can- Now it's a sales uh, dinner.
1: Just in case, you know, you or a loved one gets struck by a bus or uh, stabbed while on one, um, they'll reimburse you up to 35000 per incident.
0: Hey, here in Portland, unfortunately on TriMet, that's liable to happen. <laughs> so my, my backup on uh, Season 3 is Playtest.
1: Ooh, that's the uh, supposed to be scary episode. Like right. the very, yeah, yeah. Because I, I yeah.
0: in two thousand and nine, I also backpacked through Europe, and I also did some questionable jobs that, like, were out in the country where I very easily could have, like, ended up in the arms of a serial killer. Easily, I don't know, some Lars von Troyer <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe you did, but we're just especially amicable. Oh, is this like the like my last flashing thought of this reality plane? Is me like successfully running a podcast for a year? <laughs> And then as I go to press the upload button on the final episode, like I just, it all goes to black because there's nothing after life. You're watching right. the progress bar of the upload and it gets to 100% <laughs> black. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's a Black Mirror episode. All right. So season four, what do you got for season four? Your favorite episode? Season
1: four for me. And this is kind of like the start of the decline. So I'm interested to see what season six will be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, Apparently a lot just... of big names. Good, good. As far as actors, mm. that's always nice. Even if they can't like do mm-hmm. a crazy story, it's nice to have a well done story. Yeah. Uh, but Crocodile, number yeah. one, sure, for sure. Um, and then not necessarily close, but Black Mirror was a nice second. It was a good payoff as someone who'd like seen the whole
0: series. Black Museum or Black Museum, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
3: That one was so. A that, neat, that's neat my number one. Nice.
0: because of the payoff. It was so good. The way that tie it tied all them together, like. By that point in the seasons, I had a feeling that it was going to be that level of, you know, inter- inter- interconnectedness. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The response for that episode, I may have, and also the drive to have some sort of interactivity. But I think that's what drove them towards Bandersnatch.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was kind of like kind of setting the framework for, for going and creating something in that direction. Which I'm so glad they did. Me too. It was a neat. And I thought it was cool,
0: cool. endeavor. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool. And especially during the pandemic, you have nothing to do. Yes. It was a, that was a solid drop. Yeah, good exactly. job, Netflix. <laughs> Hashtag funemic.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: my uh, my backup in season four. We're still in it. All right, uh, backup <laughs> back for season four is the USS Callister. Just because yeah, I'm a Star Trek nerd. Yeah. So yeah. like that, and, and I would love that level of technology because like VRs and Oculus, they're cool, <laughs> and it's what we've got. But I want that next, next. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, that. What's going on in that? You can find me past, you, know, <laughs> you know, pass out. On a, I don't care what I look like.
1: Yeah, I forgot that they did that, like that level of immersion. But I do remember watching that episode and just having flashbacks to being a teenager playing WoW, sure, and just being yeah. so terrible to people, like just generally, mm-hmm. like, and that was like. same with halo or like on team speak and stuff like that well
0: yeah the ending with with the interaction online was very accurate Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) yeah
0: but also i mean dude that's dangerous oh yeah Yeah. i couldn't imagine being what others would like because you're just you know like do you reincarnate like is it like groundhog's day when you're up in there like is your code obliterated when your ship gets blown up the first time you know what i mean like oh yeah
1: yeah, it's a, it's a different you thing. You literally
0: can't fuck up.
1: Yeah, it, it, it made me mindful of, like, oh, things have changed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if you invested a lot of your time and personality, I guess, into, like, original WoW, it was more niche, I guess, mm. than, like, if you're Red. someone now who, like, is gaming or, like, really invested in something, like, it's hours that someone is, like, messing with in your Dude, game or something like I've that. I've played
0: yeah. 500 hours of Halo alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I couldn't believe it. I was looking. I played Dead Space 2, 235 hours. <laughs> I was like, where is all this? How did I play 10 full days, nonstop, of Dead Space 2? It's not even that good. I just wanted to beat it. There you go. For no reason. Okay. It's enough of a reason. It's enough. I, I guess.
1: <laughs> Conquer that game. Yeah. Why go to the moon? <laughs>
0: because it's there. All right. Marilyn. All right. <laughs> I'll say you're right. I'll save it for the stage. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, season five. What what do Mm. we got?
1: So season because there's only three episodes in it. So you
0: really, I mean,
1: yeah, striking vipers was probably the best that I thought in that that season. I didn't mind the uh, the one with Miley Cyrus as the uh, as the voice Mm -hmm. acting doll. Sure, I didn't actually mind that too much. I uh, I thought I would hate it, frankly, but uh, watching the whole thing, I was like, yeah, that's it. Okay,
0: so you did watch the whole thing. Oh yeah, of course. I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Great redemption arc for Miley. (laughs) (laughs) She <laughs> All right. Came a long way. <laughs> yeah, she sure did. She came in like a wrecking ball. Um, <laughs> oh, there goes Amanda. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that's. Yeah. No, my, my number one was Smithereens, uh, just because I, I love Moriarty.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That was that was by and far the best story. Mm. Like the best like episode of TV kind of thing.
0: And yeah, like I was, it was watching good. it, I was like, oh, his fiance gets killed because he's checking a notification on his phone. I did that on the way here after having watched that episode and processed the. I know I'm a piece of shit. I know it. And if you know I get legal ramifications for admitting this on like and, and posting it, so be it. Would have been fine. Would have been fine. You just kept your big mouth shut. That's true. Right. That's true about a lot of my life. <laughs> um, and then back up, of course, striking vipers because it is. It's a. It's a funny story. It's a good story. It's a. It's a. It is a love story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one.
1: Uh, it's their love story, more so that the, more that tracks with stuff. the rest
0: of your choices. Uh, you looked at like the lighter side, largely of Black Mirror. Like, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> I think you're a bright fella. Oh wow! All right. Well, we're seeing past uh, the the cover of the book, so that's nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just I only read the inside of the jacket,
1: so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, those applications of technology seem much more realistic. Or much more of the through line, I guess.
0: Well, what about we something like Archangel? But the dark.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the good intention. Right. Um,
0: yeah. Seeing through your child's eyes, but it also she develops, a patho- like, several pathologies. That's
1: uh, that's a, another one of the themes of the series. They do that all the way back. You shelter your children, from, from, uh, folks. Yeah, from the entire Basically, history of you. what's the
0: moral of, of this entire episode? Hit your kids. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, <laughs> What's coming up in your comedy schedule, Josh? Oh, what are, you, got, what are you doing? Because uh, you're micing all over the place. You, yeah. hit, you hit the mics. Got more and mics. For all of up, those, definitely go to last, lastpdx.com. You can find at least a mic, if not multiple mics, a week in the Portland General area. Portland's and amazing for it. Portland's amazing for it. And shows. Tons of shows. Anything coming up for you in September? I got nothing to plug. I'm okay. just happy to be here. Hey, thank you well, so much for having me uh, on. I'm this happy to fun. have you. Absolutely, Josh. Well, what we will be doing is hitting the mic. Well, actually, it's Father's Favorites tonight.
2: Ooh, nice. I
0: think. If it's not, it's just <laughs> the regular mic here, uh, which is which is awesome. I yeah. think we did get here early enough to sign up. <laughs> it's, it doesn't start for another hour. But I do thank you for being here, and I'm going to eat the rest of my breakfast. Yeah, I'm going to leave you to it. And, uh okay. Smeagle away with the coffee that you got me.
1: So, you're, you're precious. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bunch. Have a good one,
0: Reese. You Bye. too, bud. See you. Bye. Always a fun time hanging out with Josh and discussing examples of existential dread. And that's just when we see each other at open mics make sure to follow josh on instagram that's at tree oh no just like how it sounds for some rib ticklers <sighs> for this week's water cooler facts we look into the concept of the black mirror both as allegory and as a tangible object Speaking metaphorically, a black mirror represents the capacity to look inward and perceive the darkest recesses of our psyche, the ability to harness the carnal and primordial aspects of our humanity while eschewing the morality and structure of the society in which we live. A more literal reference is to the reflection of an unlit computer screen after it is accidentally or unwillingly shut down while you're in front of it, giving you a chance to rethink your life as you see yourself in the empty reflection you're faced with creator charlie brooker says quote it's the screen of the devices that we use every day tv computers tablets and smartphones when they are turned off the symbols of our technological society once deactivated become a black surface reflecting our figure or rather our shadow end quote. it's this image that has exerted a dark fascination on the creator of the series eventually becoming the title however black mirrors are more than just a concept or metaphor they also exist as tangible items mostly with negative associations. One of the more famous examples is a black spirit mirror thought to have been owned by John Dee, the Elizabethan magician, astrologer, and mathematician. The mirror was used as a shoestone, one of the many polished and lustrous things used by Dee to carry out his occult research into the world of spirits. Dee worked with the medium and convicted criminal Edward Kelly to summon visions of angels into the mirror's reflective surface. The two men held seances in England and on the continent between 1583 and 1589. The mirror, made of obsidian, which is volcanic glass, was brought from Mexico to Europe between 1527 and 1530 after Hernando Cortez's conquest of the region. Aztec priests used black mirrors to communicate with the dead, the angels, and the gods to conjure visions and make prophecies, to learn about the future and using the information received, change things in the current real world. They were connected with Tezcatlipoca, the god of obsidian and sorcery, whose name can be translated from the Nahuatl language as Smoking Mirror. Black mirrors were originally made from polished obsidian rock, which forms from the lava that cools immediately after eruption, uh, usually into water. Obsidian rocks are considered to have powerful metaphysical properties that help to shield one against negativity. Similar black mirrors have been found to be used by rulers and leaders from the Americas to Asia. In another explanation, quoting Svetlana Boyum, The Black Mirror offers a different kind of mimesis and an uncanny and anti-narcissistic form of self-reflection in which we spy on our own phantoms in the dim internal film noir. With your surroundings reflected on a black surface, the intricacies fall away and all that is left is the essence of real life, a featureless face staring back at you asking for a deeper insight than what's tangible. These reflections can, and should, force us to act now. I'd like to thank the sources for this week's episode, which include imdb.com, screenrant.com, the Middlebury Institute, and Wikipedia, because as we all know, especially since it was recently passed into law, if it's on Wikipedia, it must be true next week we take a jumbo across the water for breakfast in america as we order up that classic sci-fi staple every super tramp knows and loves yeah i'm talking about the twilight zone into an alternate dimension with a look at the iconic Rod Serling original series as well as the fantastic Jordan Peele reboot with guest comedian Elijah Meng. We met up to talk about the show's influence as well as our favorite episodes from each series. So make sure to tune your dial to Shady Pines
3: Radio.
0: On Tuesday, September 13th from 8 to 9 a.m. for that episode, and really any old time, for amazing content 24 hours a day, download the shady pines radio app today for android and ios before you turn off this episode and are forced to stare into your own black mirror how's about some laughs courtesy of josh trio enjoy people ask me all the time
1: they're like oh you play basketball you hoop you ball it's like oh would we be waiting for the bus if i did Is is that how that works I'm pretty dumb, guys, right? These are dumb jokes, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. But I smoke a lot of weed, so that helps. Yeah. I was almost late here. I got so high, I showered twice. (laughs) Whoops. No, I am very dumb, very dumb. If I knew that I would be this dumb at 30, I would have just got a GED and started a family, you know? It's like, uh, (laughs) <laughs> why cut the? Why just not I just cut the bullshit, right? <laughs> Family's what I know, man. I uh, I grew up in the Bible Belt, right? So my parents made mistakes. <laughs> Three of them. I have a brother and sister. <laughs> my uh, my mom's Southern Baptist, right? My dad was raised Catholic. So in Portland terms, uh, she's a Hufflepuff, he's a Slytherin. You godless heathens. <laughs> I recently, uh, I'm dumb in relationships, too. I actually broke up with this short chick uh, by hooking up with a tall one. Yeah. Yeah, that was not the Division I mistake that I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, like I said, dumb, so my retirement plan uh, involves a child I don't have doing really well at the Combine. So,
3: <laughs> <sighs>
1: it didn't pan out. I was uh, hanging out at a bus stop earlier, which is not what successful people say. And, uh, uh, you see some wild shit at a bus stop, especially here in Portland. This one night I watched a car slam into an embankment, launch itself into the air, flip a few times. It landed upside down and caught fire. (laughs) And the fella standing right next to me just looks at me and goes, oh, fuck, you're tall. (laughs) How did you do that? <laughs> oh my god, do you play basketball? <laughs> I was like, Take it easy, little lion. I think we just watched the guy die. How about call nine one one? What is this? I mean that's what I should have said, right? <laughs> I was in the moment. I was just like, ah, six seven, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, this runs in my family. My sister's a big fella too. <laughs> I appreciate you noticing. Thank you so much. I actually got catcalled, walking around uh, downtown Portland. Yeah. It was so easy, like so subtle. All she did was just like, uh, she was like, hey. And maybe it was more like a, (laughs) hi. She goes, "Uh, come here and let me touch (laughs) you. You guys ever do a walk of shame from a tent? (laughs) <laughs> it's hard when you're headed to an apartment. <laughs> it is. But I'll tell you, uh, a nun follows you with a bell either way. She's like, shame, shame. <laughs> and maybe that was the shrooms. Who knows? This is a fun place to be. Yeah. I found out that uh, Sagittarius women don't like it when you call them horse girls. What? Like, not even when you do it to their long, horse faces. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Oh, well, making it work. I actually uh, dated a girl for a while uh, that self-identified as a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm a hot mess. It's like, ooh. Lasagna is a hot mess. <laughs> Uh, you seem like an alcoholic. I don't know. (laughs) I think I do want kids, right? A lot of people say they don't, and uh, I get it, I've had dreams. Uh, But my mom's asking me, she's like, uh, you're 31, when are the kids coming? When am I getting grandkids? I was like, huh. I don't know. When am I getting a stepdad, Tammy? How about that? (laughs) Yeah. And then I apologized. Because <laughs> that was a step too far. Yeah. yeah. I love you, Mama. <laughs> She's not dead, just uh, really fucking tall. <laughs> All right, thanks, y'all. My name is Joshua. Have a good rest
3: of your night.
4: What'd you say? I'm just an intern. With the suit, the the the, the luggage, the, the 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 suitcase. Why are you going to the airport? Just outfits, I clothes that are in there for Vanessa. Who the fuck is Vanessa? Uh, Vanessa Lampton. She's an executive smithereen. And her stylist told me that I need to go to Heathrow and she's got a bunch of outfits in there. And she's got to pick one. That's, that's my job, man. I, I'm just an intern. So why are you dressed like that? That's that's a suit. You're wearing a fucking suit. It's my first week. Oh fuck. 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 Fuck! Fuck! Modern fucking companies! Everyone looks so fucking young! How is anybody looking into a a sense of the the fucking hierarchy? Jesus Christ! Half of you cunts coming out of the building are dressed like fucking gap years. to be What? Fuck! Children, the whole smidtering building's a box full of fucking Children getting their fingers everywhere wiping your shit. Your fucking shit off everybody's phone. Everywhere you look, people are hooked on the things. It's like chain smoking. To make a lot of cash out of that, did you? And you lot are hooked on them as well. Every single person that comes out of that building is like... Oh, oh, oh. People don't even look up anymore. The sky could turn fucking purple and you cunts wouldn't notice for a month. You didn't look up and look where I got you. Sitting in the back like that. an intern, why did you dress like a fucking intern?
5: Jesus! Speak! I haven't got a speech, I didn't plan words, I didn't even try to, I just knew I had to get here, to stand here and I knew I wanted you to listen, to really listen, not just put a face like you're listening, like you do the rest of the time, a face like you're feeling instead of processing. You pull a face and poke it towards this stage and we, we la-dee-da, we sing and dance and tumble around and all and all you see up here, it's not, it's not people, you don't see people up here, it's all fodder. And the faker the fodder is the more you love it because fake fodder is the only thing that works anymore, fake fodder is all, is all that we can stomach, actually not quite all, real pain, real viciousness, that we can take. Yeah, stick a fat man up a pole and we'll laugh ourselves feral, because we've earned the right. We've done sell the time, and he's slacking the scum, so ha 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 at him. Because we're so out of our minds with desperation, we don't know any better. All we know is fake fodder and buying shit. That's how we speak to each other, how we express ourselves is buying shit. Well, I have a dream. The peak of our dreams is a, it's a new hack for our doppel. A hat that doesn't exist. That's not even there, we buy shit. That's not even there. Show us something real and free and beautiful. You couldn't, yeah? it break us. We're too numb for Our minds would choke. It's only so much wonder we can bear. That's why when you find any wonder whatsoever, you dole it out in meager portions. And only then, till it's augmented and packaged and pumped through 10,000 pre-assigned filters, till it's nothing more than a meaningless series of lights while we ride day in, day out. Going where? Powering what? All tiny cells and tiny screens and bigger cells and bigger screens and fuck you! Fuck you! That's what boys start do. is fuck you! Fuck you for sitting there and slowly knitting things worse. Fuck you and your spotlight and your sanctimonious faces and fuck, fuck, fuck you all for taking the one thing I ever came close to anything real about anything. but oozing around it and crushing it into, into a bone, into a joke. One more ugly joke in the kingdom of millions of them. fuck Fuck you for me, for us, for everyone, fuck you!